in a week that sees layoffs across multiple industries and maybe the end of the FTC versus Microsoft thing. Maybe. <clears throat> Wouldn't get your hopes up. The case is at least, the, the court version of it is done. The ruling will be made and then sealed. And Yep. There are so many layoffs what? that I didn't even include them in on the documente. Uh, the one we're not going to cover is ESPN is laying off a ton of people. Yeah. Uh, rumor was Disney basically told them, like, figure it out. They laid off a lot. Uh, yeah. Yep. Interesting choice. I don't know. Uh, Neither do I. I don't know. I don't know the current state of things. I don't know. Yep. I don't, that's, that's where I'm like, I don't know. A lot of things. Supreme Court fucking up. Yeah. 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 But hey. I was having that conversation today because I'm watching a documentary on Netflix called, uh, I think it's called Winter on Fire. It's the documentary on the Ukrainian Revolution in 2014. Oh, okay, yeah. And, you know, I, I was discussing how, you know, basically the Ukrainian president of the time refused to sign a trade agreement with the EU, and that basically galvanized a good portion of the population in a single, like, in a series of, like, 10 days. True. We've been hit with, like, punch after punch after punch after punch with, like, stupid shit, mainly from the Supreme Court. And everyone's just like, eh, another day. Eh, another day. Eh, another day. Anyways, you know what this isn't? A politics podcast. Do you know what this is? Another podcast. The Gamers 2 podcast. Ooh, specific. Your weekly roundup of news and commentary related to the video game industry and anything else that piqued our interest, which we could fold politics into that if we so choose. If we were actually interested. But we're not that stupid all the time. Just some of the time. Good caveat. We do whatever the fuck we want, generally. Nine times out of ten. Nine doctors out of ten will tell you that we're... Something. Clinically insane. Uh, Cats. Wearing human suits. Meow. Purr. 9 out of 10 doctors would also tell you to play one of these next 18 games. Yeah, got to keep the boogeyman away. That's how you do it. Game a day. You don't have to talk to that doctor. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So let's start with number one. One lonely outpost for the PC. That's what I call my penis. I was going to say my house, but yeah, I agree. (laughs) We'll go with that. Number two, a little to the left. Oh! Cupboards and drawers (laughs) DLC for the PC and Switch. Keep it (laughs) going. It's too easy. Number three, construction simulator, airfield expansion DLC. Never built an airfield before. I'm interested. Might as well, then. Uh... Number four, Destroy All Humans 2, reprobed a single-player edition for the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Number five, Little Friends for Puppy Island hmm. on the PC and Switch. Number six, Solvars for the PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Number seven, Story of Seasons, A Wonderful Life for the PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. We were talking about that movie last week. Game, yeah. It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, yeah, that one, yeah, yeah. 
What was the actor's name? (laughs) The whole reason we looked it up. I don't know why, like, I have such a hard time remembering that guy's name. Aw, she. Take a look at the stars. I'm pretty sure that his character name in that is Barney. In A Wonderful Life? Yeah. Yeah, I believe that's true. Which, why the fuck do I remember that? But I can't remember the actor's name. It's not James. Uh, We gotta Google it. It's gonna bug me. Take a look at the stars. You want me to pull the star down? Oh, it's not Barney. It's Bailey. George Bailey Bailey. is the the, uh, character's name. James Stewart. Stewart. All right, that's the part. I, I thought I, I think I said James, so I'll take half credit. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy Jimmy Stewart. Yep, Jimmy Stewart. Uh, number eight, revival recolonization for the PC. Number nine, AEW fight forever on the PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Number ten, mindset for the Quest Two. Number eleven, the most important thing on this list so far: Power Wash Simulator, SpongeBob SquarePants Special Pack DLC. For the PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Did you need to clean Bikini Bottom? And you might have always wondered, Matt. But it's underwater already. Why would I need to power wash it? Because you need pressure. Do you sandblast it? No. Oh. I like what you were going for. But I don't think they went that far. Number 12, Classic Racers Elite for the PlayStation and Switch. Number 13, Crime O'Clock for the PC and Switch. Number 14, everybody, 1-2, switch for the switch. Switch. Remember that that hole? No. You don't remember that from the... Man, you you really do block out Nintendo. And Nintendo's entire switch like intro was, now let's just switch over to the other thing. Every time they would like snap their fingers or you'd get the click sound and then they would switch screens. It was their transition cue. The last promotional marketing thing I remember from oh, Nintendo man, this is, bad. is the two fucking dudes going around making everyone play the Wii. You don't even remember the Ice Cube jiggle? Nope. About the Joy-Cons? About how they're supposed to be so sensitive to vibration that you could tell, is it two Ice Cubes or three Ice Cubes? Nope. Number... <laughs> Number 15, Ghost Trick Phantom Detective for the PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Number 16, Master Detective Archives Rain Code for the Switch. Number 17, Ray's Arcade Chronology for the PlayStation and Switch. And number 18, Ray's Storm X-Ray Crisis HD Collection for the PlayStation and Switch. A lot of Ray in the end there. Yeah, Ray, Ray's, Ray. And that that raise was Ray apostrophe Z. Damn, stylized. Raise. Yeah. I bet it's a real cool game for gamers. Cooler than ice cold. I don't know. All right, all right, all right, all right. (laughs) Okay, now, ladies. Uh, should What's just... cooler than being cool? Ah, it's cool. <laughs> should we? Should we just jump into it? Can't sing outcast. Yep, we should just jump into it. Do you want to be Uno or Dose? Dose. 
He's taken Dose. So that means I'm number one, which is Pokemon Go maker Niantic will be closing its Los Angeles office and is poised to lay off 230 staffers. Quote, in the wake of the revenue surge we saw during COVID, we grew our headcount and related expenses in order to pursue growth more aggressively. Expanding existing game teams, our AR platform work, new game projects and roles that support our product, product, products and our employees. Post-COVID, our revenue returned to pre-COVID levels. And new projects and games and platforms have not delivered revenues. Cons- oh, fuck me. commensurate with those investments end quote for reference in 2022 Niantic generated 713.46 million dollars in in-app purchase revenue which is wild it is and there was some quotes going around some people who were saying, oh, via sources, we heard that their revenue's down. And Niantic said, no, sir. They made a point to correct all these media outlets and said, no, sir. Our 2023 revenue is actually higher than our previous revenue. That Okay. So. So we're still going to lay off 230. Yeah. Yep, doing the thing. Doing the thing everyone else did a couple months ago. They missed the window, so now they're just getting focus fired because, well, not really. There's a lot of places they're doing layoffs, but. Yeah, but this is also still, it, I mean, it's one thing to do layoffs across a company like that. It's another thing to do that and then say you're closing an entire L.A. office. Like, that's a lot to. Yeah. The other. They're shutting down that NBA game, too, that no one played. Yeah, that's <laughs> the other thing is I think they started getting. Uh... You know, there's the whole, you don't want all your eggs in one basket, but the converse is that you don't want a bunch of baskets with only one egg in it. Yes. You, you know want that, You know that old saying? You want a lot of baskets with a lot of eggs in them. That's true. You want a diversified portfolio. Yeah. And if you're one of these rich people, you want all the eggs, all the baskets. And you will kill anyone in your way. If they're holding on to a bag with roughly the same amount of eggs in it, you take that. And you want all the people to be indentured servitudes, get servants, indentured servants giving you more eggs. Anyways. Uh, yeah, so Wild, the, they started doing all those weird deals. You mentioned the NBA one. There were a bunch of other ones that they were like, oh, Niantic's making this or this or this. Mm-hmm. And you're like, Can you, you guys got to start focusing here at some point. Because it almost seemed that they were just taking deals that were coming across to them. Sure, why not? You know? They tried it with Harry Potter. didn't work. Uh, pursuing growth aggressively. Yeah. Because that's all they care about. Growth. Until all Like of a, sudden, a fucking cancer. All right. <laughs> Speaking of Matt's cancers, number two. Nintendo. Ah! <laughs> Nintendo President Shuntaro Furukawa says the firm aims to smoothly transition its consumers to the next console. The comments were a part of a shareholder meeting this month as Furukawa fielded questions regarding backwards compatibility and new hardware. 
Kurokawa provided further details in saying that the shift to the next generation hardware will likely be easier due to the Nintendo account system, created back in 2016. He added that it is now used by more than 290 million customers across game consoles and mobile devices. There was some other baloney in here, which basically made it very apparent that they they were pursuing backwards compatibility. As they should. Yeah, I think everybody would be like, please give me that. Now. There was right some... Now. Yeah, right now. There was some other Nintendo things that came out with the um, FTC Microsoft nonsense. I think we're going to cover it, though. Okay, we'll hold off. Then. Yeah, that's kind of what I'll forewarn you. One of the downsides this week is that the recap, is- I found a lovely... I think I actually say that in the in the little blurb I wrote. I found a lovely link from GameIndustry.biz that is a play-by-play oh, of man. every day. We need a dramatic reading. Is what we really need to do at some point. But I don't know if I have if we have the manpower, or the resources to launch that campaign. Nor do we have the mental capacity. The I guess it kind of falls in the same too. Um, and the backwards compatibility thing, though. I'll, yes. I'll continue that. I think there are a lot of people that would be really pumped, me being one of them, if they just said, hey, would you like to be able to play like an old Pokemon game just on your Switch? And I think a lot of people would be like, without the without doing the whole Nintendo Online yeah. weird, weird, there's only X amount of games available, yada, yada, yada. If there's like, hey, we have a ROM store, we can now run the ROMs on our Switch. Then you have to buy them. Fine. But it's in my Nintendo account. It's purchased. We're done. Move it on. Yeah. Because um, then I don't have to go buy a Game Boy and a copy of Blue. Yeah. In order to do it legally. What? Um. And I say that in quotes because I know I could just do this for free. Illegally. But in order to do it legally, you just be like, oh, yeah, I just have it on the Switch and be done with it. I suspect they haven't done that because they can't figure out. They're still trying to figure out, which kind of feeds into what you alluded to with the whole Nintendo Online and how they do classic games on there. They haven't figured out how to keep making money off of that type of stuff. Because like, once you buy the game once, yeah, that's it. Yeah. They, I think they're trying to figure out how to... How to still do it? As Keep making thing. money, which I think they could. They already have kind of figured that out with doing the whole NES online and yeah. the, the collections. But I think that those collections, if that's the way they want to do it, they need to be much bigger and not rotating. Yeah, or you need to have like thirty games that don't rotate and then the rest that do rotate type of thing. Uh, because if they ever do the GameCube one and make like Double Dash and Melee available in that, then they like they can butcher the resale market that they cur- currently do not play in. Yeah, but they could tank it if they just made them available. Yeah, which what do they care? They don't make money off that. Because like, I think Smash or Double that. I think Smash specifically might be over a hundred dollars right now for yeah. the GameCube. That's totally a thing. I remember when I, one of my ex girlfriends, I spent seventy dollars on a, a Tetris for one of the Game Boys because yeah. it was like super rare. Yeah, it, Legends of Zelda are the same way. Mm-hmm. Like getting an Ocarina of Time is. From the OG, you know, stuff is like value for original Game Boy. I'm yeah. pretty sure I have that game. You probably, I mean, if you had it in the box and everything, it'd probably be stupid. 
don't have the box, so worthless. Even, even, even just having it, if it runs, probably good. Yeah. I, I think I have it, and I, I ha- actually, surprisingly, for someone who dislikes Nintendo, I have a working Game Boy Classic. Yeah, the only thing you have to watch out with, I think it's true for the Game Boy ones, is like the battery that was on the cartridge. But yeah. those you can replace. Yeah. Just, yeah. Um, what would you, as a user of the Switch, is there anything you'd like to see into in a Switch successor? Yeah. Anything specific that you're like, they should really do this? Your base is the lowest Steam Deck. As far as performance. Performance. Out the gate. I think... Um, we can't be running a 480 in a hand. We'll get to it in the FTC thing, but I'm pretty sure through documents and conversations and stuff, they said that the the next... The, the next console from Nintendo, they're targeting PS4 performance. Whatever. I'm not listening to whatever they say. <laughs> All right. But, Moving on. But in terms of... Th- this is assuming that we get Switch 2 and it's just another handheld. And it's not like a Wii U rug pull or... I don't think they can move away from it now, right? I know we're talking about Nintendo here, but let's... But they, we could do what everybody's always rumored going back to the 360 PS3 days of always like what the next console will be, what Vita tried to do, what PSP tried to do, what the Wii U tried to do and failed. All of those things had that whole, hey, just take your games on the go. Yeah. I specifically remember, I can't remember if it was P- PSP or Vita with MLB The Show. It was like, have your save on your thing, you'd play it on the train and you get home and you just continue playing on your PlayStation. I, I think that was Vita. Yeah. So it's like that makes sense, and all of those have the thing to do it. But I think they were one of you're looking a little bit too far. Yeah. You were too far into the future to not have the technology, but now you do 110 percent have that technology. Yeah. If you just cloud save sync everything and be yeah. done with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, for the most part, Xbox already has that. So I could see them trying to pull something like that, while also doing like a if you just want the handheld, it's just one thing to be done with it. There, that's option. That's switch to. But then there's Switch to Extended Edition, where they actually have like a box that you sit at home, and then you have still like the regular Switch type of thing. It's weird. Yeah, I don't know. Here's it's my guess: hard sell. It's Nintendo, so I think Nintendo we're gonna they're gonna take the whole concept of the Joy-Con controllers to the absolute maximum max, and it's gonna be N64 controller. No, we're they're gonna go to cameras that are just tracking your hands and body movement. Oh no, they don't have the they don't have the ability to do that. Oh, that doesn't mean that's not gonna stop them from trying. No, no. Here's here's what they're y- really gonna do. We're yeah. we're cyclical here, bro. We're cyclical. We're on a we're on a Wii U generation. Right, right. You better fucking buckle up. It's gonna get wild. <laughs> it's gonna get wild. And so you know how big the PlayStation is, right? Yeah. That's how big the new handheld is gonna be from the Switch. That's the size of the screen. And the controller is the Duke controller from the Xbox. <laughs> uh, and you have to get your own TV stand to put it in, like an easel, whenever you go anywhere. Interesting. Interesting theories. All right, let's talk about some uh, some good stuff here. Uh, Sports Interactive, the developer of Football Manager, has announced that FM 2024 will be the last of its kind. R.I.P. As far as the game engine is concerned, no. 
Uh, the studio has said it will have a number of new features. Among them will be the ability to transfer saves from one game to another. Users will also be able to pick up from their FM23 career, career, I can't talk tonight, career, from their save files and on FM24 across multiple platforms. That sense made no sense. You'll be able to take your saves from 23 to 24 and keep going. Uh, unsurprisingly, Sports Interactive said that FM23 is the most played game of the series. Anyways, going forward, the studio said it will be moving on to using Unity for Football Manager 2025. Thoughts? Comments? I'm I'm intrigued to see what it all comes out with. Initially, because Kenny and I were talking about this, as we do. Yes. And he, he messaged me and he goes, hey, have you seen it? FM is putting out or has put out a video or something of called future plans. And I was like, no, but this is ridiculously earlier for them to be mentioning future plans, single thing. Yeah. Because they're they're notoriously two months into the season is when they release their game. Yeah. And we don't hear anything usually until like a month before. Yeah. So I was like, it's either good news or it's terrible. Okay. Because if you're going to announce future plans this early, you're either saying this is our last one and we're sunsetting yeah. it. Or you're saying this is our last one of this kind and we're yeah. going bigger and better. I'm wondering if they were prepping people for like, there might be some delays this time around. Not this first time because they're giving themselves a year before they do the switch. Yeah. But here's where initially I also thought with, with I was the whole conversation with Kenny basically was, all right, there's that. Okay, so do I just skip 24 then? Why would you skip 24? Because it's the last one on the engine. And I don't really care. Okay. And I'll just, I'll be able to take the break and then come in fresh with the new, new everything the year after. Like, I, I don't have, I don't, I don't feel enticed to buy this knowing that there's potentially a newer modified one the year later. I didn't think about that, but so you're going to be able to do 23 to 24, but you're not going to be able to do 24 or 25. If right. It's a different engine. So like, that's a weird feature to introduce. Just to then take it away and then have to reintroduce it. Unless they're allowing you to still do that, but they haven't like said that. Yeah, they figured it out. Um, because I'm sure they would have to figure out a way to export from their current engine and still be able to translate that yeah. into the new one. Uh, that being said, I'm, I can't comment on the 25 thing. I'm happy they're moving to Unity as a known proven game engine. They don't need Unreal. <laughs> Football manager. They don't need Unreal. Unity is where they should be. Uh, I'm just curious what that all ends up meaning. Yeah. Because the statistics and everything will still basically look the same. But you do an engine switch for a match engine. For like the in-game visuals and how that actually all does its math. But you wouldn't do it for the UI. The UI you could do in any engine. I'm wondering if they did a switch more for... um, uh. What's the, how do I want to describe this? Like the um, online feature set. Also possible. I mean, they could be doing a lot of things that are, like I said, match engine based or uh, like not UI options. Yeah. Like social Whether it's or social stuff or network structure or actual like calculations, everything they can run under the hood so they can do a more accurate thing with whatever. Um, Graphics updates, I assume, and stuff like that should be easier, and yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Well, and better. Um, More, better, faster. When it comes to 
that. Like until I see anything of what they're gonna do, I don't. Like, cool, nice to know, but I don't. Until you show me, I don't. I don't. Yeah, have a real thought. Um, the the twenty four thing is rumors are that it's supposed to be the most complete one they've ever released because it's supposed to be like the like almost anniversary bon voyage to what yeah. it, to what it was type of thing. So that's where I'm tempted because I'm like, ooh, are you guys really pouring the heart into this one before you like you're gonna give it wrap it up in a bow and be like, so long, child. We shall yeah. see you in a, a, you know like they've taken it to its its natural. It's natural conclusion. Conclusion, and, then, and now they're going to move on to a, a new engine, and yeah, hopefully new, new baby, uh, new peaks. So there's that part of me where I go, well, if if 24 looks really good, then maybe I do partake, or I just I thought it'd be a shoe in just because of the whole game save thing. The the um, so there's two problems with that. I know that there's probably logistical issues for you guys. No, not for us because remember, 23 we played separate. Yeah, well, so I mean, no, so there's no. I thought you guys would give in to the allure of being able to keep your save going for a, a while. We we could, mm-hmm. but like we don't have a shared save now. So yeah, it we're you know we're independent of each other to mm-hmm. to do what we're doing. But here's the problem: one, I haven't played Football Manager this year. You know what they should do since like January. Yes. Two. So so I'm not like. All the transfer news that is happening in real life right now is kind of like enticing me a little bit. Yeah. But not enough. Tantalizing. Yeah. But here's the other problem. When the new season starts in real life, I'm like, perfect. This is football manager time. Yeah. And then I want to start my sit my career with the new team. Yes. Because I like to start with the same team I have in real life. Mm-hmm. So when doing that means that he's a creature of there's habit. no point in pulling my save forward because I would just want to start fresh anyway. So I could just find an updated roster file for 23, drop it in, and then play with that. Or I wait for 24, buy it for the few features, and then just start new and run through that. Uh, but the, the 25 part is the part I'm more interested in. So I don't know. We'll see. It'd be nice if they added in for specific to your situation. It'd be nice if they added in a way to... Um have a a multiplayer save but where you guys could like pass it essentially back and forth to where you don't have to be playing at the same time yeah the only problem with that is that the structure of football is so impossible to do that the, the structure of soccer for our american people yeah is so i feel hard. like you should be able to simulate a week at a time though right no well, because you you'll have inner week in in the middle of week matches transfers and everything that would be happening because like you can that game essentially moves roughly an hour to three hours at a time based on the clock in the game when you click next mm-hmm. because it bases it on when an email shows up if somebody wants to buy somebody from you if somebody if you yeah. want to set training if you want to do it so you'd only be able to do it a turn at a time yeah you'd still be able to only do, so it'd be like okay go ahead and make your changes you could hit save and log out and then i could log in do changes hit save and then it would say that it was either okay like you can have yeah. you can have it set you can have it set so it was one person is waiting for you to hit okay, which is what it currently does right now. If yeah. one person clicks continue, it just the you if you click continue and I don't, it just says waiting. Uh, okay, and then I click continue and then the time actually advances. But currently, that does still require both of us to be online. The only true advantage or the only true like improvement that I want versus what it is right now is allow it to be hosted in the cloud. 
such that him and I can log in independently of each other. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is and we that. still we still have that press continue thing, but it's still waiting for the other person. Mm-hmm. But it allows us to at least like look at the teams and scout yeah. players and not need mm-hmm. the other person to start up the game for that to happen. Yeah, that's like what I was like. What I meant okay. was that it should it would be neat to have like a or something where you could be independent of each other and still go back and forth. Which I I don't see. <clears throat> I mean, that would be something Unity should easily be able to do. Yeah, no, I, th- I think so. I think they probably could have technically done it now. It just would have been a little bit more annoying. So I could I could hope that this would facilitate that for them. Yeah. Um. But yeah, well, I mean, we'll see. I mean, Also, yeah, I'm a creature of habit. So there's a solid fucking chance I just buy 24. Also, here's the other problem. There's so many damn games coming out in September, October, November this year. Currently. Technically that if it means I sacrifice football manager because I already could just get a file real quick and like half play it, then that might be the, the move. bubble in the throat, the move that I have to make to still be able to play mm-hmm. other things. Yeah. Cause like hell, Spider-Man's getting ruined for me. You know what I mean? Spider-Man, Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Number four. High Res Studios has gone through a restructuring leading to a wave of layoffs. As part of the change, the company will be rebranding to High Res Ventures and broken down into three business units operating independently. One, Smite developer Titan Forge Games, co-led by Alex Canatore and Travis Brown. Two, Paladins developer Evil Mojo Games, led by none other than Tony Jones. And three, live service support platform Rally Here Interactive, created earlier this year and led by previous high-res studios ceo stuart shazam that's now you say that last name uh uk studio redbeard games opened in 2019 is being folded into titan forge and u.s developer first watch games who is behind rogue company into is being folded into evil mojo a little less than 30 employees were laid off as a result of the restructuring another one Another 200 less people than Niantic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That one seems a little bit more. Uh, I don't know. That was interesting. Realistic. Fair. It, realistic makes sense, but it it's more. Niantic, I know what they do. High res, I know what you do, but like. All of those games, for the most part, as far as I'm aware, are middling levels of success at this point, like popularity-wise. So I don't know how long the rest of that kind of works out anyway. Yeah, I mean, I'm wondering. I, I'm assuming that played into this restructure more than anything else. Kind of like what we're seeing with Disney right now, but on a smaller scale, obviously. Where they're just like, caught any sort of... Make it as lean as possible. Lean beef. Lean beef. I'm not lean lean beef. I wish I was lean beef. I'm very fat, fatty beef right now. Mostly fat. Sad. Sad turn of events in my life. Another sad turn of events. The initiative's reboot of Perfect Dark remains in pre-production three years after the game's announcement and five years after the Microsoft Internal Studios founding. And that's according to an IGN report. What's up? 
Did I do something wrong? Mm, Give me a look. No, no, I don't know. Just doesn't just doesn't 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 bode well. It does not. Um speaking with thirteen sources familiar with the project's development, IGN retraced the game's development through the years, including its stints with Certain Infinity and Crystal Dynamics on board as supporting studios. <clears throat> years of wheel spinning, an exodus of talent, and a twenty twenty two decision to basically start over from scratch in Unreal Engine five. Developers from The Initiative, Crystal Dynamics, and Certain Affinity have all told IGN that Microsoft was very hands-off with the project, which calls to mind Xbox had Phil Spencer's recent suggestions that the company has been hands-off for too long with Arcane's Redfall. We've always said we were curious how uh, intertwined Microsoft was with these developers, so it's interesting that we're hearing about it now. Um, Xbox Game Studios had Matt Booty uh, took exception to that hands-off characterization in comments to IGN, saying, quote, The amount of time I've spent on the phone with the initiative studio head Daryl Gallagher and everyone at that studio is sort of the opposite of hands-off in the amount we've been down there, end quote. IGN sources said the game remains in pre-production and estimate and estimate that it will be two to three years from re- from release, or that it is two to three years from release. I guess we'll see. <clears throat> yep. Uh, from that, it sounds no bueno. Yeah. But I'm I I mean I think we're starting to get the picture that Microsoft has let these teams do what they want, and now that's backfired. True. And now Microsoft's like, all right, we're gonna have to start getting more involved, and. Now they're coming they late, don't, late to the party. They're late to the party, and they probably don't know how to do it, really. Like, how do you step in? There's one way to step in. There's always one very well, clunky... I'm wondering if way to the 343 in. Industries was the prototype for them stepping in. It's just going, you're all leaving. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like, you're gone, you're gone, you're out, you're cool. <laughs> you know, like... Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You're cool. <clears throat> I think that might be part of it. I mean, they're so worried about misstepping now because I don't know. Like they've had they seemingly have a lot of potential, but then as Microsoft Xbox Studios as a whole, I'm sure they don't want to come in too heavy-handed or make the wrong move, so uh It'll be it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. I it mean, will be indeed. It's funny how everything. I feel bad for Todd Howard and Bethesda because, like, I feel like the shit just keeps getting piled on them. Where it's like your game doesn't come out and is good. Yeah, there's there's <laughs> a solid. Yeah, everything at this point, you're kind of looking at Starfield, going, if they fuck this up after all they've said. Oh, yeah. boy, and it doesn't look too good for everything else. Uh, all right, so it's FTC Microsoft time. So it be. Uh, Matt's browser isn't going to load, so I don't even know why you clicked it. This uh, one's mostly text, so I'll probably be okay. It's when right. there's a lot of... Yeah, see? Boom, right away. That's weird. Um, when there's when it's like the Annapurna stuff coming up, uh, it might be a little dicey for me because they insert all the videos in. All right. I mean, I can, I can, do, I can do what we need to. So uh, that being said, this is uh, from gamesindustry.biz is a full day recap, day by day recap. So if you want to read it uh, by one good James Bachelor, 
Yeah. Um, if you want to skim through. No, I am I am going to do what we call the Nate Live edit. Okay. I would I suggest start maybe. On day one. I, that was what I was going to say. Maybe start at the bottom on day one and go up. Oh, hey, we start from the bottom. We always start from the bottom. I like to work my way up. True. I don't work get very my far. way up, you know? I don't get very far. I usually stop about halfway. I'm like one eighth. <laughs> okay. All right. How about them ankles? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you really like them ankles. <laughs> Which one of us is going to go for it? Uh, so. James, I'm going to live edit your thing and things that I find relevant for our podcast. So in day one, booty, booty, Bo- booty, <laughs> Matt Booty, the boss of the Xbox Game Studios, mentioned that they would have to adjust graphics and assets to get Call of Duty running on the Switch. Obviously, uh, the FTC argued that 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 would be essentially a new version of the game, and then said it didn't want Switch to be included in its definition of a console market. So, hey, FTC, bad news. That's They're in the definition of a console market. Yep. You don't get to just redefine that. I'm a big fan of this quote right here where it was uh, uh, FTC lawyers citing emails Booty wrote in 2019 and 2020 where he said there was, quote, no fucking way, quote, Microsoft should bring its titles to rival platforms and services. Uh, uh our technical reported that the FTC pointed to ZeniMax exclusives on the Xbox platforms as powerful evidence that Microsoft's assurances of multi-platform Call of Duty cannot be trusted. Uh, you know, actions speaking louder words and all of that. Seeing how Starfield, Elder Scrolls 6, and Indiana Jones have also been made exclusive. Microsoft claimed the situation will be more akin to the availability of Minecraft on all platforms. But the FTC said the context of Call of Duty is very different. How? So what's funny about that, we're going to get into it later on, is they say that Call of Duty is extreme, it's a lot different than Minecraft. Minecraft. But then when the judge asked them for a game that's comparable to Call of Duty, they said Elder Scrolls. Yeah. And then also when the judge later, this might be the day five stuff, when the judge later looked at them and said, PlayStation has exclusives too. And if they were in this room, are we having this conversation? And they said, no. And you're like, what are we doing? Yeah. Uh, so then they followed it up with the original agreement between ZeniMax and Disney was for the upcoming Indiana Jones game to be a multi-platform t- title. Uh, then that was changed after they got bought. Uh, Microsoft wrote, Xbox has lost the console wars and its rivals are positioned to continue to dominate, including by leveraging exclusive content. Xbox is consistently ranked third in consoles behind PlayStation and Nintendo. There's nothing like having to sandbag yourself in your own your own hearing. <laughs> it's kind of sad though, because is it sandbagging or is them finally admitting the truth? A little bit of both. Yeah, it's the truth you never wanted to say. You know yeah, what I mean? everyone knew it. Yeah, we all knew it. You just had to say it. Yeah, I want to hear you say it. Say, it. look me in the eyes when you say it. Uh, and then they followed it up with Jim Ryan's comments about uh, not being able to share the details on the new PlayStation console with Microsoft if they bought Activision, so Call of Duty won't be optimized or whatever. Which is kind of the... doesn't really make sense when you're trying to complain about not having the access to the game anymore. So let me take away your development. Yeah. Uh, rumors of the expected starting period for a new generation starting in 2028 after some documents came out uh, reviewed by some other people, IGN being one of those. So, 
that was the rumor or the, one of the problems between the 10 year thing is just if it would cover a next generation, which technically, yes, 10 years. If you, hey, real quick, do the fucking math. Not a math pod. Not a math pod. Uh, my favorite things of these hearings were the emails coming out of Jim Ryan, uh, where he literally said, verb, or I guess not literally, verbatim said, I don't give a shit what they do. It's not actually that big of a deal. Yep. And frankly, once the head of Sony says that, why are we doing any of this? Yeah. Why are we here? Uh, That doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Uh, Bond admitted. Bond, Bond being the person I forget who they actually are. Shit. Uh, Vice VP at Xbox. Yeah. Uh, admitted occasionally Microsoft agrees to an 80-20 revenue split instead of the 70-30, but only where they believe that it's critical they get content. Uh, Bobby Kodak watched special treatment. No shock. No shit. All right, then we move on to day two. <laughs> Not even reading the rest of that. Uh, they, this, this also, if you, I wish he had the quote in here. Um, I'd have to go find it. But the... FTC sucks at when at cross-examining people, uh, and they asked Phil Spencer why Microsoft couldn't use the $69 billion for the Activision Blizzard acquisition on the type of exclusivity deals that Sony makes. And this led to Spencer explaining to the FTC's lawyer how financials related to acquisitions actually work. <laughs> it's like, no, 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 we're, we're investing. The money's not gone. It's now just, we're just growing portfolios, like. Yeah, I read the quotes you're talking about. It was um, painful. I mean, it's it's like it's a dress down. It it really it was it was it was almost like a, I don't know. Like, how can you be a lawyer on this case if you don't understand how how acquisitions work and the thought of acquisition? It was basically like it it was like the lawyer was trying to distort the philosophy of an acquisition. Yeah. Hey, why did you buy the $69 million cake? Yeah. When you could have bought $69 million $1 cakes. And you're like... And, you and Phil Spencer's response was like beautiful. Because he was basically like, no, this isn't... We're not paying $69 billion for to like own Activision as a property. We're investing $69 billion into Activision Blizzard because we think it's worth more than $69 billion. And I was like... Damn, this boy's got fire over here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, again, FTC having problems defining what a console market is. Uh, then Phil Spencer blamed Sony for the lack of a native PS5 version of Minecraft, claiming that Sony did not give Microsoft access to development kits ahead of the console's launch, which puts them at a disadvantage relative to other developers. So, yeah, hey, uh, there's your same Call of Duty thing. Uh, this was the fun one. I, I believe it was this one, or maybe it's the Day 3 one, where Xbox uh, claimed that Microsoft was worried it would lose Starfield to PlayStation following exclusivity deals, timed exclusivity, essentially, for Ghostwire Tokyo and Deathloop, seeing how apparently they were negotiating for Starfield to be on PlayStation as well. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Bethesda stopped talking to PlayStation because they were purchased by Xbox. Yeah. Which, I mean, that's a really... I The thought never crossed my mind, really, that... It's obvious now in retrospect, but 
you could almost argue that these acquisitions from Xbox, and I think they probably do later on, are solely because of PlayStation pushing exclusives and taking exclusive taking games away from Xbox. Yeah. Uh, Spencer also said they have no strategy to organically win on mobile, so that means we're buying somebody, hence buying King. Uh, they tried to buy Zenga, but then Zenga was purchased by Take Two for, if you remember, twelve point seven billion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Spencer even told the judge he would swear under oath that Xbox will keep releasing Call of Duty on PlayStation, which then would have put him in contempt of court if they ever didn't, <laughs> while he was still there. I read that whole little um, quote speech thing he did as well, and it was very much like, uh, I'll give you my firstborn. Do you think I'm bullshitting? It was. He's like, I'll swear in court right now that I we <laughs> I just, will keep Call of Duty on I just, PlayStation. I just picture him staring at the FTC lawyer going, right now, right now bitch. Yeah. You want me to do it? I'll fucking do it. Oh, I dare you to do it. <laughs> I dare you to make me do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, talked about some other things about what defines success, standalone profits at another company, who cares? Uh, you know, is there anything else in here that you really think is that entertaining? Um, to, 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 to. I mean, those are mainly the, the quick beats of all of that because it just kind of gets repeated for a few days. There's the, the other one that kind of feeds into everything we talked about was, um, Multifaceted relationship with Sony, discussing how the two work together to ship games on PlayStation, but adding that the deals like exclusivity for the Final Fantasy 16 are trying to reduce Xbox survival in the market. So it was just more of them talking, uh, more more talking about how PlayStation's exclusives are specifically designed to kill Xbox, which is interesting considering Sony's argument is that you know this would. Do the same thing to them. Yeah, there were a lot of um, also internal doc or internal documents that were horribly redacted and just made like a mockery of the entire court. Yeah, I think most of that's uh, day four or five. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's it's like the next. Yeah, it's the next yeah. There's there. there's a lot of other stuff where it's just certain things. If you want to read into it more, you can. But I mean, the whole thing just turns out to basically be what we exactly thought it was from the beginning. A joke that the FTC doesn't truly have a leg to stand on. Yeah. Uh, just double. Just quick, uh, quick yeah, sorry. There's a lot. There is a lot to skim through. Um, internal documents. I'm just skimming for the parts that I actually give a shit about because some of it doesn't matter at all. Yeah, I mean, we could probably just skip to Test Flight is Unicorn. Uh, music replaced, blah, blah, blah. Reuters. Bobby Kotick was asked uh, whether he sees a reason why Xbox or Microsoft might want to make Call of Duty exclusive to, uh, to its platforms. The CEO responded, quote, no, it would alienate over 100 million monthly active players. We would have a revolt if you were to remove it from one platform. 
Uh, Ryan believes Sony's acquisition of Bungie will benefit the platform holder more than if it had acquired Activision Blizzard, IGN reported, primarily due to the Destiny Studios' experience with live service games. There was a lot of like emails, like you were saying earlier, there was a lot of emails from Ryan that basically contradicted everything that they were saying, that Sony was saying publicly. Yeah, there's. It was a lot of. I think I think I'm good reading the rest of that. Um, it was just a lot of hullabaloo over like when they came up with the whole thing of. Did I really? Uh, oh, what the fuck? Um. Oh my god, it's gonna be damaged. They can't do this. This is ridiculous. Consumers are the ones that are gonna be screwed, and yada. And then it. All the evidence out of PlayStation was actually, no, we're not worried really at all. We'll be fine. Mm-hmm. If, I think the quote at one of the bottoms of the exchange between Jim Ryan and somebody else was they would have been better if they had announced an electric car. Yeah. And it's like, okay, yep. so your your attempted public stance was on the benefit of the consumer that this doesn't happen. Yeah. Your internal stance is none of this actually matters. Yeah. For us or the consumer, and still your external stance is uh, it kind of matters for the consumer when Microsoft's saying like we're not. If you guys don't be dicks about this, like we're not going to change what we're doing, at least with Call of Duty and whatever. Yep. Um, they were kind of there was some discussion about cloud gaming, and the CEO of Microsoft said that most people use cloud gaming as an adjunct to their consoles. Um, and it's not a, a strictly su- a substitute for the console. Um, some other things is that um, this Microsoft CEO uh, lamented the use of console exclusives. Um, quote, always believe software should run on as many platforms as possible, end quote. Um, Sony, the dominant player in the console space, has defined market competition using exclusives. And so that's the world we live in. I have no love for that world. In addition to the 100-plus companies Microsoft considered acquiring prior to its deal with Activision Blizzard, this is some fun stuff here, they did a bid to buy Square Enix in 2019. And then it was parted out. Yep. And then, now we get into the meat of it, all the companies that Microsoft looked at purchasing. Thunderful, Supergiant Games, Niantic, Playtrix, Zynga, Bungie, IO Interactive, and Scopely. Only two of those would have been worth it. Yeah. I think that was their moment of throwing shit at the wall. IO would have been interesting. It's like it would have been fine. Mm-hmm. Niantic just laid off a bunch of people and is falling back on profits. Yep. Don't know if they would have been able to avoid that. Uh, day four was the redacted document day where things started. Yeah. And that's that. I don't even care. That that's just hysterical because clearly an intern is getting fired. Yeah, we'll rip through some of it real quick. Uh, the Last of Us Part Two cost two hundred twenty million dollars to develop, and with close to two hundred staff, while Horizon Forbidden West cost two hundred twelve million dollars and had three hundred staff. Full, full time specifically. Yes. Um, the document also revealed that one million PlayStation users only play Call of Duty. 
An estimated the series accounted for $800 million in Sony's 2021 U.S. revenues and $1.5 billion globally. Um, it also suggested this year's Call of Duty is the last in PlayStation's exclusive exclusive marketing contract. Uh, their contract technically ends in 2024, but I don't know what date. Yep. So if it's August 2024, then yeah, it'll be the last one because they released in October, September. Um, and then we're into day five now. And as Canada's Competition Bureau believes the acquisition is likely to substantially harm a competition. Not true. Thanks, um, Canada. Which the, apparently they missed the date to to Even rule by. That. So they, it doesn't really mean anything. Always appreciate Canada showing up to the fight late. Thanks Oof. for playing. Cuts, cuts deep. Cuts deep. That's cutting back years deep. Um, uh, this was the day where Sony, well, the FTC used Elder Scrolls as a substitute for Call of Duty, where they said that Elder Scrolls is the closest property, Microsoft property to Call of Duty. And, uh, the Microsoft lawyer took that time to correct them and say, there's actually two Elder Scrolls games. There's Elder Scrolls Online, and then also the Elder Scrolls Mainline series, which would be Elder Scrolls Six. Well, he fucked up. Um, the or the lawyer fucked up a ton because I think at one point they said Elder Scrolls Sixteen. They did. Then recorrected it and said Six. Then accidentally revealed that they expected to be out in the next three years. Yes, which is not true with anything Todd Howard said. Yep. Um. Oh, also, I'll tell you right now, you're not seeing Elder Scrolls in three years. No, I mean, if you see it in three years, then that would then be you like... Saw, you saw the beginning of the press for the... It's coming out in two years from now. Yeah, that would be... <laughs> the only way to get out in three years is if they said, Todd Howard, you can use basically every studio that's you not working on You can use Activision once we get done. Yeah. Once we purchase them, you can have the power of Activision and Blizzard to make the rest of Elder Scrolls. Was there anything else interesting? Can you imagine that? Hey, Todd Howard, we just spent $70 billion for you. You better not fuck this up. Don't fuck this up. Uh, yeah, that was about the gist of it. Yeah, so skip back out to the document and go through um, number seven. Uh, some of the other tidbits related to the Microsoft and Activision Blizzard deal, and some things maybe not related. We'll find out. A court has blocked the UK's Competition and Markets Authority's request to delay its hearing with Microsoft. Court said, no, this hearing's important. Get fucking to it. Stop stalling. Uh, Microsoft has seemingly accidentally revealed Xbox Series X and S sales numbers, as well as sales numbers for the Xbox One, at a presentation at this year's Big Festival in Brazil. Big. 21 plus million sell, uh, sales for the Series X and S, and 58 plus million for the Xbox One. This stat is an interesting one, which basically is like, I think the Series S is a success in what it was intended for. 48% of the Series S sales are to new Xbox people. That's exactly... I mean, that's literally what it was made for. Yep. Uh, and Sega has clarified that it's not interested in acquisition talks after that news that we just spoke about that they were a target for Microsoft. I believe the specific quote was, they said, not now. Not now. Ooh. When, when Microsoft approached <laughs> them... Juicy. Approached them X amount of years ago, mm -hmm. uh, they said, not now. Not now. But they're still closely partnered with them, as you can see from all the Yakuza games going to Game Pass and everything else. So yeah. it's not like they're maybe still on the table. It, at some we'll point, it could see. be. That's it for those. So let's move into the Annapurna 
showcase, shall yeah. we? Yes, we shall. I am looking at the game's radar link for this, so here we go. Blade Runner 2033 Labyrinth. The first internally developed video game from Annapurna Interactive and game director Chelsea Hash is Blade Runner 2033 Labyrinth. So, hey, you got a Blade Runner game, Matt. It's also the first in-house game from Annapurna Interactive. That's literally what I said. Oh, you said that part? I literally read the first internally developed video game. Listen, all I heard you mention was... Chelsea Hash? Chelsea Hash. PC and console. So, hey, if you like Blade Runner, yeah. It takes place between uh, the first movie and the second movie, I guess? I mean, technically by those numbers, yes. And it is less than 2049. <laughs> well, yeah, but you don't, there's no year attached to Blade Runner. The first one. Yeah. Fucking don't sass me there. It's... Okay, so zero in 2049. <laughs> <laughs> there's a year attached to, to Blade Runner, but it's like not in the title. So it doesn't. That's whatever. Irrelevant. We're, we're splitting hairs. Um, Mentions the blackout, which that's got to be a 2049 thing. I don't fucking know. Some Blade Runner fan you are. Listen, I have not watched the second movie. I haven't watched. I've only watched half of it. Oh, all right. I'm a purist. This <laughs> guy yeah, had Jared Leto in it. Right? I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah, get out of here. Yeah, just like he's gonna be in Tron three. There's another Tron. Yeah, Tron three. I'm out. Jared Leto. Nope, I want nothing. Nope. And uh, the dude who played Dahmer in the Netflix series. I don't know who that is. Quicksilver in X Men. I think that's what's his name. Quicksilver. That'd be the X Men one. Yeah. Yeah. X Men Flash. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I don't know his name. I know I can picture him from that. Yeah. I don't yeah. Know his name. Now the next game was Ghost Bike from developer Messhoff. Known for Nidhogg and Nidhogg 2. Matt's triggered at the word Nidhogg. Uh, Unlike Nidhogg, okay. Ghostbike is going to pit players against ghosts in the afterlife in contests of speed and skill. Mm. To return back to the true spirit of... To return the true spirit of biking back into the wheel world. Get it? Wheels? Yeah. I like it. Sounds interesting. For PlayStation, Xbox, including Game Pass, and uh, PC. Game Pass. Game Pass, Game Pass. A lot of Game Pass going on here. First person photography simulator, lush foil photography sim from developer Matt Newell. Wow, interesting. Take a guess what that sounds like and what it is. You're damn right. It's a fucking first person photography simulator. Well, I can think of a few people who'd be interested in that. You can explore detailed recreations of locations from around the world, letting them capture photos of various landscapes using the camera in-game. Get some different cameras. Get a drone. Take more pictures. See Steam and console. I, uh... I like the idea of drones. Okay. I have no use for them. You own one. I do, but, I, you know, like, it's... I'm just making sure we're I don't on the same page use about, it. about the same sentence that you just said while while owning one. I like Listen, the idea. I have no use for one. I do own one. You know 
that the majority of things I own, I don't have a use for. That's oh yeah, fair enough. That is true. <laughs> I'm just like, this is cool. I'm gonna get this, and then I it's just like ah, never use it. That was a bad purchase. Yeah, Matt, no fucking shit. Be a better fucking person. All right. You don't need to put that on me. I didn't tell you to do that. I'm telling myself. Okay. All right. Uh, then we got to look at Cocoon again. We've already talked about what Cocoon is, so I'm not going to go over it. We uh, have? Yeah. You fucking... This guy. Listen, bad brain. You have terrible brain. Uh, but we got the official release date of September 29th, 2023 for PlayStation, Switch, Xbox, Game Pass, and Steam. So, hey. Perfect. More things to play in the fall. Then we got Thirsty Suitors. Now we're talking. I think I've heard this before. We've seen this before, haven't we? Late last year, we got it as like a, hey, here it's coming. Mm-hmm. From was developer this one, Outer Loop Games. Was this one of those games that they like, it was like in development, and they're like, here's a little a taste of it. They gave a little, little. Yeah. Just a taste. Just a taste. Make sure the product's good. It's hard to forget a name like Thirsty Suitors. That's true. It's also hysterical that you remember it. Of all the things you want to know, what it is you want to, you want a little you want a little peek inside the inner workings of my cranium. Thirsty suitors. That's that comment. That uh, that little combination of words there is one of your future guild names. And wow, it triggers <laughs> memories. Okay, it triggers a memory. I don't know. I, Have I, you I, ever do, watched? Do we keep the story going. <laughs> <laughs> um. Have you ever watched um, the live action? I think it was a movie uh, of uh, the Odyssey. I think it was the Odyssey. I always get the Odyssey and the Iliad confused. Well, because every well, time they're referenced, it is always the oh, Odyssey. it's got it is it, always the Odyssey and the Iliad. It's got to be the Odyssey because it's got fucking Odysseus in it, so it's obviously the Odyssey. I don't know. That sounds Iliad to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's the whole part where like. Odysseus has been gone for so long and his wife's been left alone and there's all these men that show up that are like trying to like woo her because they want to take over and they Odysseus's they're all a bunch of thirsty suitors. suitors. Yeah. All right, so that that I got that I got a lot of weird core memories with with the Odyssey. So I got that. And do you ever watch Did you w- ever read the Odyssey? No. Okay. Um, just curious. I mean, not that I didn't try, but like I tried when I was too young to be trying oh, to Oh, yeah, that. but I just mean like with the core memory thing, maybe oh wonder, no, no, maybe wonder if you had like read it as well as watched it. It's yeah. just one of those things. The only wild thing I read that I should not have read at a young age was Moby Dick. Um, it is a book that is not on the surface is not what it is. Yes, and also I don't. It's just too much. Um, did you ever watch Wishbone, the show? Yes, with the fucking uh, be- beagle. I don't, it was like a. It wasn't a beagle, was it? I thought it was kind of. I don't know. It was a dog. But yeah, some sort of dog. Ter- it might the, have been a terrier. Terrier. Might have been. Terrier. There was an episode that was also Shiloh was the yes. There was also an episode with that was the Odyssey. Oh okay. Where he shoots at, at the dog, you know, does the whole bow and arrow trick that only only Odysseus could do. That's how they know it was really Odysseus. Shooting through a bunch of hoops or something. The dog was Odysseus. Yes. That was Wishbone. <laughs> that, yeah, fair enough. That was always Wishbone was the main character. Yeah, he's basically the Airbud before Airbud. Yes. So there you go. So it triggers. So that they took memories connecting. So anyway, Thirsty Suitors, no good news for you, Matt. It's got a release date. November 2nd for PlayStation 5 for X, it, Xbox, Game Pass, 
Switch, and PC. Game Pass. Game Pass, Game Pass. To a T is the next game. I I had a I I had an Xbox convert, a Game Pass convert this week. I'm so proud of you. They You're they got a, a coworker got a a gaming computer and was like I you know basically like I don't know what I'm doing. He's looking at these games. I was looking. I was like stop, <laughs> just stop, <laughs> just stop. Why Go did, sign why, up. Why did you really look like the Michael Jackson? Staged performance, right? He's pushing the gun, the gun barrel down from him. Why did yeah. that, Why did Why did you look like that to him? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Go sign up for a month of Game Pass. Come back and talk to me. <laughs> and so they signed up for a Game Pass, and they were like, "I was looking at all these games. I downloaded this. I downloaded Age of Empires. I downloaded Forza." And I was like, "My child, peace be with you, my child." <laughs> <laughs> You are blessed. Come back to me in a month when you don't know what to do anymore. <laughs> yeah. Come back to me in a month if you've finished one of these games. <laughs> you know what? You don't. We don't kink shame here. You don't have to finish a game. If you want to play five minutes of 800 games, you do that. Is that a kink? Could be. Okay. Glad to know that I don't have to worry about going back and finishing some of these games. <laughs> uh, the Mysteriously, this is back to, to a T. Okay. Uh, it was a previous re- revealed game from Akita Takahashi and the Uvol- Uvola team. Almost said Volva team. Not what that was. <laughs> or the Uvula team, which I think is what it actually is supposed to be. I'm going to... Or no, actually, I might be missing another U. Uh, team officially has a name and far more details. It is a 3D narrative adventure game. that sees players take on the role of a teen that is stuck in T-posing. Oh, the old T-pose. Teen's dog and mother help out while they go to school and generally try to interact with objects. You know, it's just a funny little ha-ha. Coming to Game Pass, as well as PC. Then we got Mundon. Coming to PS5 and Xbox Series X. Right fucking now! It's out! It's out right now! Oh, snap! It's a hand-penciled horror adventure game, and it's out right now. Including 4K 60 FPS support. So, hey. Cool update. And Stray is making its way to Xbox. Good news there. Uh, It'll be on Xbox on August 10th. Storyteller is going to Netflix. So, hey, new platforms. Storyteller is coming to, you heard me say it before, Netflix. There it is. The video game from developer Danielle Bermugi. Bermugi. Uh, whatever is set to hit the streaming service on September 26th. So, uh, I guess that technically means they'll have a game on Netflix and kind of mobile in a way. Yeah. So interesting to see. There's a couple in there I'm excited for. Yeah, there's some interesting ones for sure. Definitely will be keeping my eye on. Um,. You know, we'll have to check to see if uh, Odysseus is in Thirsty Suitors. I, I mean, I I can tell you now, I have a pretty solid idea that he's not. We'll see. We'll see. Are you going to play it to find out? I might. Bullshit. Probably not. <laughs> I would. I would love you to. I would love to too. You know, I would love for you to walk in here and I'm like, "What have you been playing the last seven days?" And you go, "Thirsty Suitors," and let me tell you. 
it's not what you thought and i'm lost <laughs> like i it's like sam i've been playing thirsty suitors and it's not what you thought i've sucked so much dick <laughs> sam and i've been playing for three days and after the first two hours she she's told me she wouldn't play it anymore but i have sucked so much dick in this game <laughs> Matt, relax you don't it's not a dating sim it's okay <laughs> Like you should have played Dream Daddy. What was the one uh, boyfriend dungeon? Well, there was boyfriend dungeon. There was Dream Daddy. Dream Daddy is the one where it's a dating sim with a bunch of dilfs. Okay, that Ray actually voices one of them. <laughs> uh, the there was boyfriend dungeon where you're like dating weapons. Yeah, it was like the persona of dating. It was like it had persona vibes to it with the weapons and yeah, because you were you were the. The things you were trying to like date were other were weapons. Like yeah, and you could unlock and... abilities when you deepen your relationship with yeah. them. And uh, and then there was the one that Dewey and I played at PAX a couple of years ago. That was the elderly home dating sim. Mm-hmm. And that was a that was a trip. Yeah, I can imagine that being a trip. It was wild because it was Dewey and I sitting down to play the game, and the people there demoing it couldn't have been more happy that we were there. That's a good feeling for everyone involved. Yeah, because you got you got Dewey to sit down at a dating sim game of elderly people. Him and I are going to go nuts. Oh, yeah. that's. I don't know why they'd be excited for you guys to be there, because that's like... it Because it's the most <laughs> enthusiastic you're ever going to get, because him and I are oh, yeah. going to be like, the, commit to whatever. Oh, yeah. Up on you're like, screen. oh, I'm going to fuck this granny. <laughs> <laughs> I, luckily, I don't think either one of us said those words out loud. Oh, cowards. But there was a, there was a nod of acknowledgement between the two of us. We're like, whichever one of these two gives us the option that sounds like we're fucking, we're fucking. Yeah, it's fair. Um, <laughs> shall we get into the short stories? We might as the well see how we probably talk too much about the Xbox stuff. Uh, analytics firm Data AI released its 2023 top publisher awards for the mobile market and named this publisher's number one for 2022. Do you want to take a guess? Top publisher for the mobile market. For the mobile market? I'll give you a hint. They're also a coin. What? They're also a coin. They're larger than a nickel, but less than a quarter. (laughs) Dime? Ten cent. Fuck. I hate it here. Among Us is getting an animated TV series from CBS Studios and animation studio Titmouse. Uh, Favorite type of mouse? The Titmouse? Yep. EA is officially moving Star tiny, Wars. Tiny little things. You just pew. Yeah, you just flick it. Kick it. The flies of Eat mice. it. Um, what? EA is officially moving <laughs> Star Wars The Old Republic's development from Bioware to Broadsword. It's official. The move is confirmed in a post. Blog post. And along with the news that some staff members will be laid off during the transition. That is the 15th nail in the coffin for Bioware. Rip. The digital showcase of E3 2021 cost the ESA $6 million to put on. Back to the Bioware thing real quick. Yes. That's a lot of money, though, to put on. Yes. to, To that comment. On the Bioware thing. I didn't think it was ever possible to attempt to seal your own coffin. And frankly, Bioware is proving me correct because I would have thought, you know, dig your own grave. 
makes sense because they've been doing that, right? Yeah, they're past the, that phase. But the 15 nail in the coffin thing kind of brought it, brought another visual to my head where they've been trying to nail their own coffin shut, except their lid is perpendicular to the uh-huh. casket. And they're like, I don't understand why it doesn't work. And now there's 30 engineers standing around and going, I don't know, man. It seems like it should have worked. And it, now it's the people are just kind of poking it with a stick. Like, come on. Yeah. So they currently have, they're working on Dragon Age 4. And mass, the next Mass Effect is in pre-production, which basically means nothing. Because pre-production for video games is nothing. And especially pre-production Considering, for that, which was rumored to have been going on for... Yeah, but which makes sense though because they're down to they basically have the workforce to make a single game, right? Except they still haven't done Dragon Age yet. Yeah, so they're full on working on Dragon Age Four, and that's it. Yeah. So, moral of the story here is Dragon Age Four good. You get Mass Effect. Dragon Age Four bad. No more Bioware. And you'll see Mass Effect being made by Respawn. I don't even think you'll see that. I don't think you'll see Mass Effect. I think, uh, I think they, they shelve it for years and then maybe bring it back at some point. Maybe. I mean, Mass Effect, I think, is worth if they. In one hand, I would be happy for that. In another hand, it would seems like it'd be foolish because Mass Effect has a lot of value and a lot of name recognition, a lot of loyalty to it. Right. But I think you sell it. EA sell something? That's nuts. You're floundering and you want to be bought, so you either hold on to the single IP or you sell it and just sell Bioware away. Listen, I'm not saying that I don't agree that that's a good move. I'm just saying Microsoft that we're talking Bioware. about EA. Microsoft would love Bioware. Microsoft would fucking suck the juices out of the Bioware goodness. I don't. I was What's going really weird there. What's left? What good juice? No, left? honestly, I could see them buying it and then just putting them with Bungie and going, or putting them with three four three and going. No, you, you know who you stick them with. Between you two half brain celled organisms, <laughs> you know who you stick them with. You stick them with Obsidian. Oh, that's true. That would actually be the best. All right, let me let me get through this shit. Sorry. Um, do we care how the ESA spent that six million dollars? Absolutely not. Bethesda has said that Starfield will launch with a disc-based edition, but that's only for the Xbox version. You know, they do digital codes now. Yeah, but yeah, give us a shit. I don't know. I just, people are talking about it. I put it in here. I don't Final Fantasy is two discs. PlayStation is better. Final Fantasy is two discs dis- because they're fucking two lazy. Discs, two discs is more than one. Prove me wrong. It's better. Speaking of things that are awful, um, Meta has announced MetaQuest Plus. A monthly subscription allowing users access to two selected VR titles. The service will cost $60 a year or $8 a month. You know what that should have actually been? Free. Wow. We're corporations here, Matt. So free is not an option. But you know what it should have been? You remember the Xbox weird layaway thing? Where you yeah bought, you, bought, you bought the Xbox, you got like a bundle right you bought the Xbox you paid it off over the course of two years that came with Game Pass for that entire time and and uh, games with, or it was Xbox Gold at the time yep so you're getting the two games a month and yada 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 yeah but you paid it off over two years and then you yeah. own the console mm-hmm. do the same thing for a VR headset and do this that's a good idea you're welcome I'm a marketing genius I stole somebody else's idea 
That's that's marketing. Steve Jobs. Um, <laughs> he fired his own shot. It wasn't me. <laughs> I've been having I've been beefing real hard with my iPhone Uh-oh. this week. Uh-oh. Uh, software is really taking a shit on itself. Um, Google is reportedly playtesting a new YouTube feature called Playables, which would let users play games on the platform. According to the Wall Street Journal, games will be accessible directly on the YouTube's website or via the iOS or Android YouTube app. You know what's more devastating about YouTube? They started um, cracking down on ad blockers. You know what's funny about all of this? Stadia died for this. Stadia did die for this. Baldur's Great. Baldur, Baldur's Great. <laughs> <laughs> They're great. Baldur's Gate 3. Uh, Baldur's Gate's. Baldur, Baldur's <laughs> Gate 3's release date on PC has been moved forward. Who the fuck does that? To August 3rd. But its PS5 release was delayed about a week to September 6th. Still no Xbox version. Yeah, they're just trying to get away from Starfield, I think. Um, That's exactly what they said. They're moving away from the crowded season. Yep. And also, did you see the other thing about uh, Baldur's Gate 3? No, tell me. 174 hours of in-game cutscenes. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so the Who has time for this? So the part that I don't know, and this is the part that I wish they kind of had clarified whoever had put the tweet out, because I think it's disingenuous a little bit. Like, that's a lot, but if it's... Say there's, like, potentially 10 minutes of cutscenes in, like, one person's conversations... But it all depends on what choices. Like you won't ever yeah, see so you that get, ten minutes. You get this ten minutes or this ten minutes. Yeah, or you don't. I Maybe mean, you only get a minute because yeah, you because you murdered this. Yeah, because yeah. you killed the person. I'm like, yeah. okay, whatever. Um, the PSVR two headset can be used on the PC, but it will require additional hardware to work. I VR. I guess you. I vary. Yeah, I'm gonna say that's how that's that's we'll say I vary. Um, is working on designing and producing the hardware required. Let's go. Blizzard House announced that the release date for Diablo 4 Season 1 will be announced next week. I love an announcement for an announcement. Silent Hill 2 Remake is releasing in early 2024, according to the voice actor of the main character. Okay, how about I hear it from the studio? Fucking critic over here. No, uh, critic, it's just we've had how many voice actors always just say, say one thing in the studio. They're funny. like, no, shut the fuck up. Uh, Bethesda has partnered with AMD for its upcoming Starfield, so the game is likely to support uh, n- to not support uh, DLSS, which is NVIDIA's tech. That was a big thing this week. I don't know why people were all up in arms about that. Uh, who knows? But a uh, well-regarded modder has promised to implement DLS, DL, yeah, DLSS 3 during the early access period of the game with DLSS 2 coming later. I just... I like that it's just a modder's like, yeah, I'll do it in the first week. So don't worry about it. Yeah, it's been a whole thing this week with the um, with the fucking what what is it? what are those things called the the resolution tech there the F- FSR DLSS uh, XDSS all that shit. Yeah, uh, Red Dead Redemption could be getting a remaster soon. As the game was recently re- raided again in South Korea, which if it's what I think it is that I've been saying since. Red Dead 2 came out. Put it in Red Dead 2? You have the engine and all the assets. You literally drew the town and everything for Red Dead 1 inside of Red Dead 2. So either you put it in, or if you also are just releasing it again, but with that entire engine that you've already built, then that makes sense. 
And I, for one, would be all in. All in. ArenaNet and NCSoft has a surprise expansion for Guild Wars 2 called Secrets of the Obscure. It's coming out August 22nd for $25. It's a good name. It is a good name. I'm not going to play it, but it's a good name. Uh, the Iron Man game currently in development at EA Motive Studio will apparently be powered by Unreal Engine 5. Oh, my God. He's learning. Valve has reportedly started banning Steam games featuring AI-created art assets. Unless the developers can prove they have rights to the IP used in the data set that trained the AI. Ooh, boy, it's gonna get wild. <sighs> die. Uh, Call of Duty's anti-cheating team has revealed a new method in which cheaters hallucinate imaginary opponents. I love this one. Yeah, that's always... I loved it. And then they said they did this because this way they can stop cheaters, but they can also keep them in the game to keep getting data on them so that they can do a better job. I was yeah. like, that's very creative. You guys are having too much fun over essentially there. Essentially using them to train their detection. Yeah, like you're just having too much fun over there. Uh, Xbox exclusive Scorn is coming to PS5 later this year. Uh, and finally, Datalek Entertainment is throwing in the towel after their latest release, Lord of the Rings Gollum. And a translated post from uh, Games... Oh my god. Wurschaft. That's a German thing. I don't know. Um, so you use the W? What's that? So you use the W? I don't... What? what I'm on. not German, bro. Be German about it. No. Get your best Nazi I out. I refuse. Get your best Indiana Jones Nazi out. Come on. Uh, the studio says it will focus its business on game publishing, sales, and marketing. 25 employees have been laid off so far, and all games have been canceled, including another Lord of the Rings game that was already in development that we talked about a while ago. Yep. And that's uh, it. Makes sense. Uh, other thing, BlizzCon tickets are going to be going on sale. They Bro. announced the dates. Uh, BlizzCon ticket general admission is $300 for two days. And eight hundred dollars for the special pass. Pretty sure I've been priced out of going to BlizzCon. That's the eight hundred dollars is kind of like a. That's I mean that's whatever because like I wouldn't have paid for the special version anyway. It's it's outrageous, yes, but like I wouldn't have paid for it if it was even a hundred dollars more probably. Well, actually, if it was a hundred dollars more, I might have paid for it. But just the three hundred at the initial start price, I was just kind for of like two days for two days. That's gonna be roughly like my flight to get there plus hotel. Like that's a that becomes a four day trip because I'm not flying in the morning. It because it's a, only a two day thing. There's no way I can afford to miss a day, so I have to fly in the day before and leave the day after. So now you're talking a three night stay, three night four day stay. Hotel is gonna be expensive to be relatively nearby. Blah blah blah, and then it's three days on that. Pax is cheaper for four days. Where, even where is to, it? Even if I went to Seattle. In Anaheim. Jesus. Yeah, they... I mean, it's annoying because I 100% agree with you. But... 150 I was going. But it's priced... 200 I was going. The annoying thing is, is that people will go. Oh, 100%. People are... I, there's... There's enough... There's enough super fans that will lap that up. There's also enough people that just live on the West Coast where it's not like the three. If I lived in Anaheim and it was $300 for two days, I would do it. I wouldn't even think twice. Yeah, that's a good point. 
but it's three hundred dollars, and I'm having to make a cross country trip. I'm worried that it's going to be something like unless you're a creator in like the Europe, you're not making that ma- that move. Yeah, yep. Here we're saying like I I feel like it would be it's harder for them. It's one thing for us. It's harder for even them to have the international flight plus cost plus hotel plus try you know all that. Um. So yeah, there's it. If it was three hundred and I and I lived in Anaheim, I'd do it. It's three hundred, and I live on the other side of the country. It's a hard. I I don't think I can do it. I don't think I can bring myself to do it. I agree. It's a hard sell. I think I'd rather spend three hundred dollars watching baseball games the rest of the summer than do that. Yeah. I still have uh, those free tickets. Yeah, we still need to like go to games. Yeah, we gotta figure that out. Whoops. Anyway, it's been seven days. What you been up to? Uh, a little thing called nothing. Um, what have I been doing this week? Not a lot. Watching anime when I have free time. Um, listening to my book, which is really difficult to get through, which is long. And that's about it. I mean, uh, yeah, that's about it. All what right. about you? Uh, for me, it's just been the same, same old. Uh, wow, like a dragon. Uh, Diablo. I am one hour left in the Witcher book. Real close. Real close indeed. Yeah. So, everyone's starting to. Come together or are already together. We I would assume. We've gone back to the dwarves. But Siri and Yen have not come yet. Okay. Geralt and Dandelion are with Yarpin Zigrin and Sultan Chile. Yeah. A lot of people are still alive. Like, technically, like, just names I know from yeah. the books plus the games plus everything else. Um, a lot of people are dead. Yeah, you got some more, too, coming, I believe. Dead? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I figure. The one twist still hasn't happened. They still haven't died. So that happens in the final hour? That seems quick. Um... Well, let's see here. I don't know. I, I don't know how that. I don't remember how that plays out. Wait, so like, Carol, Yen, and uh, um, Siri aren't together yet. They've been together. They've they been have together. separated, and now they are supposed to be coming back together. Uh, okay, so you're past all that stuff. Yen and Siri went to the lodge. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. The lodge is trying to just be female Vilgaforce. Okay, so yeah, you're good. You're good. Well, there's a couple more things coming. But... Yeah, there's a couple more things. I mean, it's like typical things. But... Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. They're they're doing the weird. The it. Uh... There's the three party that doesn't see them but does see them. 
writing that's um oh my god baron mun uh the random elf and the random pilgrim mm-hmm. that they don't they introduce themselves but the guys the guy for the pilgrims doing the same exact voice of vilgefortz which sounds really weird it is it's not vilgefortz it's uh the fuck is his name they're people from the book that are like I think it's uh they introduced their Dystra. I want to say that's, it's Dystra. That's what I thought. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's the same voice as Dystra. Yeah. Because he's recounting everything that happens yeah. in Yep. uh in the courtrooms. Mm-hmm. But yeah. he doesn't introduce himself as Dystra. Typical, no. typical Dystra. Yeah. Uh but they don't when he when those three I can't remember who the elf is because the elf I don't think is The elf was um there was that weird, like, side thing where they were talking about, like, the elf criminal or something like that in the town. I can't remember how it played yeah. into the story, but it was, it's, it was that guy. Yeah, and then there's, oh, you're talking about the one that jumps into the river with the, the yeah, being it's, executed. It's someone, it's one of the elves from that whole thing happening, I'm pretty well, sure. Well, there's the three they pull out, mm-hmm. out of, like, out of line. Mm-hmm. To execute them because they've been p- chosen, they kill their two. Then he like kicks the one dude in the face, jumps through a window, breaks the shackles in his hand, jumps into the water, disappears essentially, and then they don't know what happens. To yeah, him. I think that that's him. So that makes sense. Um, so it makes sense it's those three, but it's also funny. Obviously, Dykstra doesn't introduce himself as Dykstra, but that they mention specifically that group, that trio, sees Geralt, Yen, and Siri ride by. Mm-hmm. It doesn't react. Yeah. Which is very weird. Other than Dykstra just maybe not wanting to deal with them, but like, mm-hmm. he also knows what happens if he does. Yeah. Uh, and then there's, I like the butterfly stuff that happens throughout everything. Uh, there's certain things we can talk about after this. Yeah. Um, but like the butterfly thing with the, uh, the ship whose name I don't remember now. Katrina, Katarina, something like that. Okay, I don't remember the name. It's the either. ship that Siri lands on. The flea jumps off of her from the void. Yes, and, and causes the plague. Yep. Um, but then there's another character, and there's they say like, who's the boat's name is irrelevant to most of the people now. They they don't understand it's going to go down in history. Yeah. But then there's another person that they're talking to that's in the Dandelion and Geralt see her in the town before they go to the dwarves. And she like says something, and they say that name will be down in infamy, infamy as well. But they just don't know it yet. And I'm like, I don't know that name at all. I don't. So I still that. don't remember who that is supposed to be. I don't. I remember like the one that's. Uh, I, this is a really old callback, but um, you're past the point with the the whole lady in the lake thing. Well, yeah, she's out of there now. Yeah, but like the one that helps when when series jumping. Like her, she, her sole purpose is to be there to help Siri, and she's like from the future. Essentially, she's in the future. Oh yeah, yeah. No, she jumps. To, yeah, she she finds um. That was like a book ago. Nemo. Or something. Yes, Nemo. No, no, it's in this book. And she's, I did they, you read? They leave the dreaming part once she catches up to that point. Yeah. Did you read Season of Storms? No, the the side story one I didn't read. Okay, so I read it in chronological order. So I read Season of Storm in between. Was it two and three? I think. Yes. 
And there's a good chunk of that that deals with Nemo. Because there's a lot of this. And, like, you don't really... At the time when I was reading it, I'm like, what What the fuck is this? Because they talk about it in this one, mm-hmm. dealing, dealing with her. Yeah. Of her having those moments and everything. And that's yeah. why she has the dreamer there, because she's had the direct contact, so she knows what's supposed to happen. Yes. And then they see her appear. She does the thing, opens the portal, says, go that way. Yep. Thank you, and then disappears. Yeah, she she had a pretty big side story in that in that book. And it kind of like I get why some people suggest reading it earlier. In, in, in line. Because when you read it, you're like, all right, that doesn't really make sense. But then when you get to that point, it the, the payoff is bigger. Yeah. I mean, the, the payoff is bigger, but also I guess it depends on what if you're me who played Witcher Three, and so you kind of know what series doing. Yes. Well, and you know how that functions, so mm-hmm. you know it's a matter of. It's not that. It's the character Nemo. Nemo. She's like, she has a in the in the seasons of of storms. Or whatever, do you plan on reading the book? Uh, probably not. Okay. When I might, she, I might just snag it at some point because I got credits to burn. But before, when she's a young girl traveling to go to the which the whatever fucking camera it's called the. She's a young girl. She's traveling to train to become a witch. Eratusa? Eratusa, thank you. She gets lost in the forest. And she gets attacked by a creature. And she's saved by a man with white hair. Uh, with a horse named Roach. Uh, and at that point, the story of Geralt, Ciri, and Yennefer is a legend. Because this is like, we're talking like very yeah, far yeah, in the yeah. future. And then basically she asks him, like, are you Geralt? And he's like, Geralt's been dead for a long time. And then, like, it's kind of like a, it kind of alludes to the fact that Geralt just is still alive and, like, kicking and, like. The old man who erased his name. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) And, like, that kind of feeds into why she's so obsessed with. Yeah. She knows it's real. It's just a matter of. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, uh, him and I are going to go talk about Witcher. And we will talk to you guys in seven days. Bye-bye.